Chapter One of In Search of Treasure. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Warren Cotty, Gurney, Illinois. In Search of Treasure by Horatio Alger, Jr. Chapter One introduces guy and his father i wish i could send you to college guy said mr fenwick as they sat in the library reading by the soft light of a student lamp the speaker was the reverend mr fenwick the pastor of a church in bayport a few miles from new bedford massachusetts i don't think i care much about going to college father said guy a bright manly broad-shouldered boy of sixteen when i was your age guy replied his father i was already a student of harvard you are ready for college but my means are not sufficient to send you there don't worry about that father there are other paths to success than through college i am rather surprised to hear you speak so indifferently guy at the academy you are acknowledged to be the best latin and greek scholar they have had for years that may be father it is so the principal so assured me and he would not misrepresent just to please me i am glad that i have so good a reputation with such qualifications it seems certain you would achieve success in college graduate high and in time become a distinguished professional man or perhaps professor perhaps i might but father in spite of my taste for study i have one taste still stronger what is that a taste for adventure i want to see the world to visit strange countries to become acquainted with strange people as the boy spoke his face became flushed and animated mr fenwick looked surprised certainly he said you don't get this taste for me when i was a boy i used to stay indoors to read and study i cared nothing for sports and games that interested my school companions guy smiled i believe you father he said you don't go out half enough now instead of shutting yourself up in your study you would be stronger and healthier if you would walk five miles a day mr fenwick slightly shuddered he was a pale thin man with an intellectual look but had the air of a scholar and a recluse i couldn't do it guy he said even if i walk a mile i feel that it is a hardship it is tame and monotonous i don't see where you get your red cheeks and exuberant spirits from from my mother's family i think father very likely your mother was bright and animated when i married her but she broke down under the manifold duties and engagements of a minister's wife that is true poor mother guy sighed and his bright face looked sorrowful for it was only a twelfth month since his mother was laid away in the little graveyard at bayport 
you look very much like your uncle george your mother's brother as he was at your age he became a sailor yes he had an extraordinary love for the sea if he had been content to live on land and follow some mercantile business he would in all probability be living today how did he die he took fever at some infected port and died on shipboard the poor fellow was still a comparatively young man little more than thirty and it seemed sad that he should be cut off at such an early age was his body brought home no sailors are superstitious and they don't like to sail in a ship that has a dead body on board so poor george was sewed up in a sack and committed to the ocean depths his chest was sent to us and is stored in the attic have you ever opened it yes i opened it but didn't examine the contents probably there was nothing except a sailor's plain outfit as to money george was not a man to save anything he was extravagant and prodigal like most of his class was he a common sailor no he was second mate and received fair wages he did not have your education but had good native talent but nothing could divert him from his plan of going to sea well father i suppose there must be sailors you would hardly want everybody to go to college no guy even if they were qualified still i should not care to have my son a sailor i don't care to be one father but i own i should like to take a single voyage a good long one so as to see a little of the world i think after that i should be more content to settle down to some business on shore by the way father is there any objection to my examining the contents of uncle george's chest i have no objection guy but i think it will hardly repay you for the time my time isn't of very much importance just now somehow i have a great desire to see if i can find anything that will throw light on my uncle's life and character very well guy do as you like and now i must get to work on my sermon for next sunday it is friday evening and i must make progress as i may have one of my bad headaches tomorrow can i help you father asked guy with a humorous smile mr fenwick smiled too though so different in temperament he was really fond and proud of his lively son i hardly think your additions would be for the edification of my people he said perhaps they might suit some of the young folks suggested guy doubtless they would if you would like to try your hand at sermon writing you can write a sermon and submit it to me if suitable i will preach it and give you credit for it guy laughed i'll think of it father he said i am going to make a call on one of my schoolmates and will leave you to do your writing undisturbed the schoolmate with whom guy spent his evening was tom todd a boy of about his own age he had a sister some ten years older than himself who was a teacher in one of the bayport schools she as well as tom liked the bright son of the minister 
and he received a cordial greeting from both so have you got through school life guy she said yes miss todd and are you fitted for college does your father think of harvard for you he would like to have me go but there are two objections in the way what are they first he can't afford the expense what is the second i have no desire to go that is the most important if you really desired to go i think you could borrow money enough somewhere for you are acknowledged to be an excellent scholar thank you for the compliment but it is no disappointment to me not to go though it is to my father he is a regular bookworm you know i know that he is not practical come guy let us have our game of checkers said tom let me see i beat you last time then it is my turn to beat you now the boys played for an hour and a half then guy rose to go what is your hurry it is early yet that is true but father is nervous and he doesn't like to have me out after half-past nine o'clock i left him writing his sermon for sunday why don't you offer to help him guy asked tom with a smile i did really and truly said tom laughing yes really and truly i suppose remarked miss todd he did not accept your offer no he thought that what i would write would not be edifying if you would write a sermon guy i would go to hear it said tom and i too added his sister the teacher then i should be sure of a congregation of two well i will think of it guy took his hat to go i will walk with you part way said tom it is pleasant out and i shall sleep the better for a walk i shall be glad of your company tom when they were outside tom said i had an object in proposing to walk with you tonight guy there is something i wanted to tell you go ahead tom i think it is something you ought to know i was walking home from singing school the other evening when i came up behind deacon crane and another member of the church mr job wilkins i didn't hear the first part of the conversation but as i came within hearing i heard deacon crane say yes brother wilkins i have thought for some time that the best interests of the church required that we should have a younger minister who would stir up the people and draw in a larger number guy flushed with indignation deacon crane said that he ejaculated why he pretends to be one of father's best friends i think it is a pretense said tom poor father if he should hear this it would almost break his heart he is so fond of the people here it is a shame but don't worry too much over it i'm sure the majority of the parish don't wish any change in spite of this assurance guy went home in a sober frame of mind End of chapter one